Well, hello everyone. Welcome to Mama G's podcast, and we want to thank you for tuning in. We have a great uh, podcast for you today, and I do have a guest in the house. And so we want to get started, and we just want to say welcome to each and every one, and we just thank you for taking time to uh, uh, stay with us. Uh, bring your coffee, bring your tea, whatever you got to do. We want you to come in and have a wonderful time. And so we just want to welcome those, the newcomers, those who uh, may want to come in and be a regular. Uh, feel free, and we welcome you today. We welcome you anytime you want to come on and share your story. That's what this podcast is all about. So we will enjoy to have you here and we're glad to have you here. We want you to come on and be with us and come on and share your story, whether it's a testimony or something good that happened to you today, because we all need encouragement. So come on and share, call your friends, tell a neighbor that uh, Mama G is on the air right now. And we just want to just enlighten your day maybe something may be said to help you on your way maybe something you could say to help me so we all in this thing together we want to become better friends better family members we all uh, are one so that's what this podcast is is to show love and it's to inspire uh someone's day and maybe make uh give them hope for tomorrow that things will get better so like i said earlier we have um, a guest here in the house i'm glad to have her but before we get started into our podcast we want to let you know that we'll be coming on on thursday from eight to nine from every thursday from eight o'clock p.m to nine p.m uh sometime our podcast may be a little shorter and then possibly can go over a little longer so but it all depends on how our day is and we just want to have, uh, we do have some house rules that our house rules, when you call in, please be courteous, be kind, be respectful. We don't want no vulgar language or talking about somebody's um, uh, situation. But I do want you to call. When you call in and share your story, let that story be your story. Don't share anybody else's story because you may forget something or a valuable piece and then the story is not uh, valid and we don't want that we want you to call in and share your story what happened to you how you come out and what blessing that uh, led to and just let us know uh how your day worked so we're going to get started uh letting uh my guest come uh forward and let's hear what she has to say and i'm gonna introduce her her name is skyla a very inspiring young lady so we just let you know that there's somebody out there care somebody understand what you're going through, you just never know. Uh, your story may help somebody along the way. So let me introduce my guest for today. Her name is Skyla, and uh, I'm gonna let her have her way. God bless you. Well, hello, Miss Skyla. Hello. hello. I'm fine. So uh, we're glad to have you on, and we want you to share your story. And I thank you for being a willing p- a participant. Uh, because we never know uh, who's out there listening, and you may inspire somebody. So give us your age. Right now, I am 19. I will be 20 this year in April. Well, God bless you. And um, uh, where you live, I mean, what state do you live? I live in Independence, Missouri. I was born and raised in Kansas City, Missouri. All right. Uh, graduating, what school have you graduated from? So, I have graduated from 
Northeast High School. I am currently going into college at Johnson County Community College, and I'm going to be taking up business administration. All right, business administration. So we're going to let her walk us into her story. So here she is. God bless you. All right, so I just wanted to just let everybody know that I'm here and I just want y'all to understand about my story. I grew up not as easy as it is. I grew up, I was diagnosed with speech impediment at the age of two. And for me growing up, it was very hard for me. I had a hard time knowing certain words, especially saying it. And it was just not too much of a burden to my family, but I know it had its complications along the way. And I just want y'all to know that even in the midst of my situation, I still talk to God. And I do not know everybody's religion out here, but I know I believe in God. And I talk to God and pray to God along with my family to help me get to um, get to be able to speak uh, speak fluently day by day. And we prayed about it very hard. It was a strong, we are a strong praying family. And I kept on going to school and learning. And eventually, I started gaining the ability to speak more fluently and clearly. And at first, I wasn't recognizing it. But then eventually, people at my school, like my teachers, they started recognizing it that I was able to speak fluently. I wasn't having no more of a stutter. I wasn't having too much of a problem to say certain words. And it was starting to become a miracle. And I thank God every day until this day about being blessed to be able to speak again. Because I know there is a lot of people out here now that's not able to speak. Or they're not able to be able to have the same connection as me. But those who do, you will know there is a mighty God. And he's a very strong one. Well, how did you feel when you were going through that? I would say when I was going through it, I had my times. I cried. I actually often had got bullied around that time as well. I was going through a lot, especially my differences of me being big boned, and then I have a gap, and then I'm cross-eyed. So it was a lot of stuff that was going on around that time, especially with my speech impediment, and it was just causing a lot of stress on me. And I'm going to be honest with you, there was times I had thought about suicide because of the depression and the stuff I was going through, and it was just so sad at such a young age I was going through it. And I prayed to God every, I prayed to God multiple times, you know, to help me get through it day by day because it was, it was a struggle. My family saw that I was going through it and they prayed as well. And I just kept on praying day by day until that miracle happened. And that's why I'm just so grateful that the fact that I'm able to do to speak the way I am. I don't have to go through the same depressions that I go through when I was younger. I'm able to focus myself on a clear mind and a clear path. Amen. We sure thank her for sharing that because somebody else is going through that. And 
and they may feel different you know people will treat you different if you look different if you talk different so we thank god that um you know that she came out of that and she's a beautiful uh young lady i mean top to bottom she's very beautiful and god just blessed her to come out of all the situations that she was dealing with and she's no longer that way and so we just never know you know how people would treat you you think you got people that you know you want to be kind and have friends but sometimes uh the world can be very cruel so we thank god for what she comes through and maybe that inspired you that whatever your challenges is whatever you think that you uh need work on you know but you know God would bring you through it. And I just want you to know that uh, there's somebody's going through exactly what you're going through. Maybe she can, her testimony will help somebody else's long way to have the same uh, speech impediment. But you know what? Uh, you know, sometimes you got to move past it. You got to look past it and get past all these things because, you know, uh, uh, you, some things you just got to go through. And so sometimes it takes time for things to work itself out. So we thank God for Miss Skyler coming on. That's the story she's going to share with us. And I, I appreciate her uh, as a young, uh, inspiring young lady because she's going to college. She has other things that she's been uh, quite successful in. And so you will be hearing more about her story and other things uh, going on in her life. Uh, so we're going to end our sh- uh, time right now, and we're going to come back on a little bit later. But I just want every day to have something or every week to have something to inspire you for. And always, uh, when you hear us coming on, listen, tell somebody, listen, you got a story, share it to Mama G's. And we thank you, and we give you all the glory and the praise because uh, this is a new day. It's a new year. We got to think we got new things coming our way. And like I said, be kind to somebody because you never know who's got your blessing in their hand. That's my motto. Be careful who you talk to, who you talk about, because you never know who's got that next blessing that you need in their hand. God bless you, and we'll see you later. Hey everyone, I'm back. Welcome to Mama G House. Thank you for taking time uh, to come over and share a story or just to be a listener. And I really appreciate that. And I'm going to keep it coming often as I can. And I just want to roll out the red carpet to each and every one that you're welcome to come on this platform and share your story, uh, maybe a testimony, or just tell us how. Uh, something good that happened in your day and that's very important I think that uh, we all have something good to bring to the table and so like I said if I didn't greet you guys uh, for New Year's uh, we just want to say welcome to 2022 we made it over amen we came through some rough times last year uh, but yet still we still standing so we're going to get ready to um talk about a few things on this podcast and we do have some uh, uh, house rules like I always try to mention. If you'll be a participant, we want you to know that we want you to share what you want to share. Do it how you want to do it. But there are some rules that we will not tolerate any unkind uh, 
words or languages on this side of this podcast. We're not sharing any gossip. We're just sharing true stories, what have happened to you, and how things turned out really good for your situation. So we are honored to have you on as a guest, if you'd like to be a guest, or we're just glad that you stopped by uh, just to be a listener. And we appreciate all the listeners coming. This helped our platform to grow. This is something new to me. Um, I'm, I'm liking it. I'm enjoying it. And I'd like to share my story. Maybe my story can help you, and maybe your story can help me. So we're all in this thing together. And I do want to give a shout-out to Anchor. That's a wonderful app. Download Anchor and start your business or start your podcast. You're going to enjoy this uh, one, two, three step. You're in. Very easy. So if you still need help, there's always help on the line to walk you through how to set it up. Like I said, if you like me, I like everything easy. So you will learn how to do it one, two, three steps. And then you're uh, able to start your own new podcast. And that's a wonderful thing. So check them out, download the app, and get started in what you're going to do for your successful business or for your successful podcast. You're learning so much on them apps of uh, Anchor, you know, that people can walk you through different, um, I should say, different things if you wanted to add to your podcast, how to be a better person on your podcast, what things you need to ask. So it just gives you so much good advice. So Download Anchor app and find out what all you want to do to make your podcast better. And also, we kind of want to talk about different things. Sometimes we're going to talk about health things and um, for us to see uh, different signs if our health is changing. We want to come together and learn one an- from one another that how we can feel better throughout the day. You know, we, we don't have but one life to live. And we want to enjoy our life as we can, as much as we can, as uh, often as possible. If we can kind of eliminate something, we need to try to do that. If it makes us feel better, live longer, then we need to uh, eliminate something. There's some things we may need to add to our life, like vitamins and different uh, supplements that may help us feel better. So I'm always down for to learn different things when it comes to our health. And so today we're going to really look into uh, 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 breast cancer. And so, you know, breast cancer is really up there and it's high in numbers. And a lot of us, you know, uh, women deal with that. And I heard that men also deal with that too. So we want to at least talk about some of the signs of uh, breast cancer that we may end up going through in in our years as we go throughout life. And it says, uh, I'm going to read this little segment. It said, the signs of breast cancers are not the same for all women. It is important to know how your breasts normally look and feel. If you notice any change, see a doctor. That's very important. If you know any changes coming on in your body and you know it wasn't there a week ago, start looking out for yourself. Go and see your doctor. If you uh, start feeling lumps or swell or see swelling, changes in the size of your breast or uh, puncturing skin, itchy and scaly sores or rashes on, around the, your uh, breast area, uh, how would you say, uh, also 
uh, discharging anything leakage coming from the breast. You know these things are not normal. New pains in one spot that does not go away. All these signs are very important to alarm us that something's going on wrong. So go see a doctor, check yourself out. If we can avoid a cancer uh, coming or start a, being in different stages, we want to catch the stat real early in the game. So go to your doctor, have your checkup, and I'm saying that also for men. Listen, don't wait till stuff don't come up on your body and now it's out of control. Go see about yourself early up in the game. Go check it with your doctor. Do how often you need to do it because you don't get but one life. So uh, check yourself out. Don't wait till somebody tell you or just ignore all these signs and warnings that your body's trying to tell you. It's important for you to know your body. So get that checkup. It's all going to be for your good. Well, okay. We don't have our guests in for today, but we do have other guests scheduled to come on. So today, what we're going to talk about is my story again. So I'm hoping that uh, when you come on uh, listening, that you know you, you get to learn about me and I get to learn about you. So that's what we're doing is sharing over here. I'm sharing myself and I want you to share yourself because we all in this thing together. And so we all go through problems. We all go through some high points in our life. It's important, you know, you have someone to talk to, have someone to conversate with, you know, because we all go through the same uh, problems. You may not go through it at the same time, but some kind of way we may end up going through the same situation. But yet and still, that we always going to know that there's a rainbow at the end of our tunnel. So we want to continue to share our story that may be uh, something to enlighten your day or make you laugh or something to make you think about. So we just why we want to uh, do this podcast because I love uh, hearing people's story, what the good news and how it came out. Uh, so you come on, share, share, share. So I guess we're going to talk about my son. I have uh, two kids, a girl and a boy. They've grown now. But as I look back over the things I went through, you know, it was tough. It was t- When you look back over a situation that you already overcome, you like, I went through some tough times. And so I just want to share that moment with you with my son. And I think he was at the age of 10. Yeah, I believe he was at the age of 10. And so um, never knew that my son had a, a health issue going on. I didn't see it coming. I didn't know nothing about it, never heard of it. The condition he's talked, you know, that the doctor said he had. So one day my son was out playing, and um, I noticed something that he was laying on the floor. And, and so then he began to shake. And I have seen seizure before because there, I have a person in our family that constantly have seizures. And I know several of my friends, they have seizures. So I knew what was going on, but I never saw this within my own child. And they call it a fibril seizure. And it said it's a, a convulsion in a child that causes by a fever. The fever is often from an infection. Fibril seizure occurs in young, healthy children who have normal development and haven't had any uh, neurological symptoms before. So I did not know 
about that uh, kind of seizures. I always know about the heart seizures. So I never heard uh, about the name of this, the fibrio seizure. Never knew nothing. Never knew it was going to occur to my son. And so uh, as he began to uh, go into convulsion, and I like, I didn't understand it. You know, but I was panicking what was going on with my kid because he was out there playing. And I don't, I'm a very protective, uh, probably over, overprotective mom. I'm going to watch out for my kids. I got to watch out for my daughter. I don't let them just run all over the neighborhood. Nothing like that. My children stays in the yard from the porch to the yard back in the house. And so that's how I raised my kid because I didn't want to be one of those mamas where, you know, kid here one way and parent that way. Nobody know what's going on. Kids come up missing. That wasn't not going to happen in my house. So I always uh, paid attention where my kids go, what they do, what they have, you know, who's around that, uh, around them, really. I didn't let them go here and there and everywhere. Certain people are allowed to come over my house. Certain time you have to go home. And so um, at that time, my son was out there playing, and, and I was looking at him. The next thing I know, I looked up at him again. He was having this seizure, just just falling out, shaking and everything. So uh, I dropped everything that I had. And I'm like, what is going on? So I had to call uh, Ambulance because it was like, to me, I think it was a life and death situation because seizure is nothing to be, to be played with. So I got a chance to talk to a Matter of fact, uh, somebody had uh, some kind of phone, uh, phone system where I, I ran down the street and asked them, you know, because I used their phone. I needed, I have an emergency with my son. They said, oh, man, please do. And so I was able to uh, contact the uh, ambulance. They came right over and got him and took him out to the hospital. And here my heart, it was just coming out of my chest. Never knew that this was going to hit me. I had to experience that. I had to go through that. And so, you know, I'm all nervous and just just up, just jittery all over because that's my son laying in there. And I don't know uh, what caused it. He never had an injury. So, uh... I don't know what caused it, so I'm just in awe of what is happening to my family. And so as we were going to the doctor, and doctors uh, begin to tell me this is the symptoms he's having, this is what he's going through, it normally comes up when he has a fever. Well, I understand the fever, but when my son has his uh, seizure, he don't always be sick. He don't be sick like that, you know. Uh, it don't come with... Uh, I'm not saying it had not come because of a fever if he ever gotten sick, but many times he's just a normal kid having a normal day, no fever in sight, no sickness in sight, so therefore he was having a more often than usual. And so that really made me tighten up on him, uh, so because you never know when it's going to come on him. Day or night, he can be sleeping, and I'm Somehow I always check on my kid before I go to bed, check them on, check on them throughout the night. So one night I happened to see him having a seizure in his sleep. So therefore that makes me more panicked about my son and you know about my kids. I need to watch him even more of the closer. So I got him out of his bed and let him start sleeping with me. And so because I didn't know when those seizures was gonna occur, what time, what day, you know, what night. 
all this going, you know, taking place. So I always made him sleep with me. So therefore, you know, many times I had to get up at night. He was going into a little seizure. So um, and, uh, this seizure, this kind of seizure, actually lasted almost about two years. So he really, I really just locked down on him. Listen, you can't be going off the porch. You stay on the porch from the house to the porch. I made sure they had every toy that they needed or whatever. But there come a time when he like, Mama, can I please go out and yell? Mama, can I please ride my bike? And I would always say, no, stay in the house, stay on the porch. You know, that was, you know, really locking him down. And matter of fact, and I had brought more fear, you know, into me because I constantly had to watch him. And so I took him everywhere I went, which I take all, you know, both kids everywhere I go. But I really had to take him everywhere I went. Uh, it was hard for me to work because I never know when he's going to have those seizures where emergency will have to come and uh, do what they got to do to take him back to the, you know, the uh, hospital. And so and that was a part of my life. It was really nerve-wracking and uh, pressure. So I have to learn. I learned you know, how, uh, how to handle him. And like I said, I kind of lived in fear. He never really got a chance to really to enjoy his young younger days because he was always told to stay on the porch, don't go nowhere, and all this. You know, he, I limited him playing because I didn't want him to uh, hurt himself wherever he was and would be, you know, going into those seizures. And so one Sunday, no, and that was during the week, let me take that back, uh, we always go to church. We always go to revivals. We love going to revivals. My kids love going to church. So this is one particular church we constantly go to throughout the week, and they happen to have a revival. And so um, throughout the revival, we was all sitting together, and we all enjoying ourselves. And uh, about halfway through the revival, uh, the bishop stood up and said, listen, if anybody going through anything or having any problem, you need to come up right now because I'm about to pray for you. And we're about to uh, knock this situation out. And so, you know, I, I sit there, you know, knowing that I had some problem, but I didn't, I didn't say anything. I didn't get up. I didn't go to the front. But my son took off and ran up to the front and sit in one of those chairs. And I try to catch him, like, where are you going? You know, he just kind of jerked away from me and ran up on those chairs to sit. You know, they normally have chairs to sit out uh, if you want to get prayed for. So he ran up, he broke a loose from me and ran up and sit in one of those chairs. And I went to grab him and uh, the bishop said, don't you do that because he knows what he needs. You know, he's doing the right thing to come up. He he knows what he he's coming up here for. And so I just sit back and let, you know, God be God and let the situation be handled however God wanted. And so the bishop asked him, he said, uh, Daniel, um, what is it that you want from the Lord? And he said, I want to be healed. I'm tired of having seizures. And he said, look at this young man. He said, now this ought to show the older people. Why are you sitting in your seat if a young child can come up and ask for prayer? What about you? So he called all the uh, heads 
uh, his his team up, and they laid hand on my son. I mean, they laid hand on my son and, and really just went to work. They went to battling on this thing. See, I had some things that the hospital did not tell me. So as the bishop was laying hands on my son, and he, and he was uh, actually prophesying over my son and telling me what was going on with his sickness, with the seizure. And he told me, he said, let me tell you something. He said, uh, Mama G, he said, what's going on with this child? He said, this boy's head, his brain is growing, but his head is, how he said, he said his brains is growing, but his head is not developing. He said, it's not expanding as the brain expands. That's caused him to have those headaches, which I forgot about that. My son would always have said, my head is hurting. My head is hurting before he would go into a seizure. So I knew that the bishop was on point because we never told the bishop uh, you know, about this uh, illness that my son had. We just always go and visit the church and, and do what we're going to do, enjoy ourselves and come on back out. And so when my bishop, uh, when the bishop pinpointed what was going on uh, and told us that he's, uh, what was going on with my son, and I couldn't say he was lying or he was wrong because he was right on point. So um, I just want to uh, uh, acknowledge that because that was important. It, before he goes to any seizure, he would say that my head is hurting, mama, my head is hurting then he would go into those seizures. And so uh, I was so glad to hear that, but you know, I got some clarity of why my son was having these things and these troubles and the doctors couldn't find uh, no uh, no cure for what he was, you know, they, they couldn't find anything through uh, any other examination what it could be. So, so uh, the bishop found out and then the bishop told me what was going on, why, why it was happening. And so uh, we got the clarity on that. And he told me, he said, from this day on, your son will never have another seizure. And, you know, I said, okay. You know, they prayed for me. My son just like he just felt lighter. And he was so serious of getting his healing. And so um, actually that came to pass. After that day that he got that prayer, he never had another seizure again in his life. But he did also tell me, he said, now, Miss Mama G, he said, now, what's going to happen to your son? He said that your son going to be so active, so active. He said, ooh, put your, put your, uh, pump your brakes, pump your brakes. And he said, uh, pump your brakes because you're going to, you're going to have your hands full because when he get through, when he get through, uh, uh, this uh, going through this is going to leave him so exhausted, but it's also going to leave him um, so hyper. And so my son, uh, as he was coming up, truly, he was hyper. Truly, he was hyper for the last four or five years of his life, you know. So I had a time trying to get through that situation, and we did. You know, it wasn't easy. But, uh, Sorry, Alicia, I don't I, uh, it wasn't easy to get through all that, but we got through it. Thank God. And so, um, and so, uh, um, as we was 
you know, learning about the situation. He was growing. Uh, he did, uh, I should I said, he did go through so much uh, in the last four or five years of his life because of, uh, for because of, uh, because of what he uh, uh, had just uh, experienced with the fibril seizure and it left him in, a, in another condition. And so I wanted to say that, you know, God has been good. He's brought me through so much. And um, even with him being that, how should I say, that hybrid, it landed him into his school years. School year was a kind of rough thing for us because he was always, wouldn't be still, still hyper and more hyper than he would before he started, you know, those seizures before all of that, you know, he was just a being a kid, but now I had to deal with him being more hyper than he normally were. And so that caused a lot of problems in the school and different places he had to go because he couldn't sit down, he wouldn't be still. Or they would say, oh, he's into this and he's into that. And so um, as we went on throughout life, uh, it was just, it was a problem. And so I just had to deal with it, but I was thankful that he wasn't having any more of those seizures. And I thank God that, you know, we got past that road and, and I understood what the next step we have to do. I have to make sure, you know, have the patience to go through this with him. And so as we went through uh, this part of the uh, point uh, in his life where he was, you know, now he's doing a, something else different. And it's something I never experienced before. He's that that difficult. But yet still, I was still mom. I was in his corner. I'm making sure I had to do my part and still deal with that. And I thank God he brought us out of that because um, I think one situation, God always tell you your next step. Sometimes he tell you uh, early and sometimes he tell you a little bit later on. But yet still, God has never left my little family. And I thank God for it. Uh, I appreciate it that he didn't leave me alone in that situation because God knows how much I care for my children. And being there, being a part of life, seeing them grow up, leading them in the way that they should grow, uh, I, I just put all 101 in my children, making sure they had what they need and, and, and just to, teaching them how to be all they can be. So as he was growing up in his teenager year, he got in one specific trouble and where that, uh, where that uh, him and his teacher I kind of got into it because at the time the school didn't have any gas on and so my son said well I want to leave my coat on and so the school said the principal I mean one teacher excuse me one teacher said no you cannot wear your school your uh, coat into the school all clothing has to be uh, uh, taken to a certain room and hung up and so my son said, well, I'm not getting out of my coat because it's too cold in this uh, school building. And so I guess uh, the teacher thought he was going to sort his authorities over him. And so my son said, no, you're not going to have it. And so um, they began to tussle. The next thing I know, got that phone call that my son had hit this teacher so hard that it broke his jaw. And so, you know, and, and hurry up, they uh, actually uh, 
took him, they didn't, they arrested him and took him to this little juvenile place to, so they can get to the bottom of the story. And so when they, uh, uh, afterwards, uh, we got to the bottom of the story, uh, the people said, well, that the teacher was in the room for touching him, putting his hands on him, taking him, uh, his property off of him because they knew that that school did not have any gas on so, you know, they end up letting my son go, but this came on his IEP. So you know how the school do, they're going to write down everything, and you got paper trail everywhere you go from time you enter those schools and whatever happened, you know, along the way while you are a student. So, you know, they brought out his IEP, and actually they really wanted to uh, ex- expel him from school because they thought it was a serious matter and all that good stuff. And before they can do that, we had to have a, a meeting. And so they brought up his IEP and all the things he had done. They laid it out on the table. About, I think, four or five of uh, people that came in for his IEP. And it was a serious thing, very serious. And so they wanted to transfer him, put him in another school. And, and I didn't want that. You know, and the school that he was going to is currently was 10. It was kind of close to my job. And so uh, I can run up and get him if anything go wrong and he need mama and mama need to be there. That was the right, you know, area and the right um, distance from the job. I can really go there and do what I got to do and and, um, and dissolve the situation. So anyway, so as we got to, uh, they were so hostile. They were so mad at me and my son. They was they just ready to figure out a way to get rid of him. But I heard the Lord had told me the night before, do not worry, I got your back. He said, when you go in there, I will be with you. And I heard God say that, so then I was able to go to bed the night before and rest, knowing that I was going to have to meet all these people, knowing they're going to read his IEP and all these things they're gonna say that he, you know, that may have occurred throughout the several years that he was in that school. So I knew that the bottom line, they wanna send him to some old boy's home or some of whatever, in which that's not gonna happen. Not with my son. Now you may get away with somebody else's family and, and just shove them out the door. You wasn't gonna shove my son out the door. It's until you prove to me that he's worthy to leave this school and he's no longer able to learn then we, 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 we may go to plan B. But so far, God, I remember what the Lord had told me the night before. I will be with you. And I thank God for encouraging me. I thank God that he never left me. So I went into the meeting and sitting in front of about four or five people. And they were, they was talking bad. Oh, was it, was it embarrassing? It was bad. And nothing but bad news. They had nothing good to say about my son. And I have a wonderful son. My son, it ain't because I'm mama, because I trained him right. It just sometimes he was just hyper. and They didn't know how to deal with the hyperness uh, of his conduct. They didn't know how to uh, uh, talk for him and settle him down and see what the problem with him. And, what it, and my son is very brilliant. And so, and I said, Lord, they about to close this meeting out. And I said, God, where are you? You told me that you was going to come you're going to be with me. Look what they're doing, God. They, they don't even want to let him graduate. You know, so God said, what did I tell you? I will be with you. So they went down the line and said all these things, why he should, why he has to leave. And, 
and you know they don't have a you know certain teacher that uh can help him you know he needs to be in a smaller class setting you know how they do it and how they say it and so I was just listening I was getting madder and madder but I remember I talked to God just briefly I said God you said that you were gonna be with me how you gonna fix this and so they asked my son they said one thing to my son they asked my son well, Daniel, how do you feel about, you know, what was been done and your progress in here? And he said one word that blew that thing out of water. He said, he said, and they said, well, we, we, we tried this and we tried that. We up down the line. We had patience. And we tried to work with you. My son said one word. He said, you didn't do all that you supposed to do with me. And that room got silent. That one that one word that he said, you didn't do all that you need to do concerning me. And they looked at each other across the board. They looked at each other across the table. And just like, it went dead silent. Dead silent. Like, just everything come to a halt. And I looked at them in their eyes. And they looked at each other and they dropped their head. And they said, you know what? This, uh, this boy is absolutely right. We haven't done all that we could do for him. So what we're going to do, we're going to work with him a little bit longer. We're going to keep him in. Because you know, they really didn't want to graduate him. They didn't want him to. They just ready to get rid of him. But see, God stepped in like he said. And I thank God for he putting that in my son's spirit. To say that you didn't do all that you could do with me. I thank God that he said that, broke the ice, stopped the party, stopped all their plans, and, you know, he got his, you know what, he ended up walking across the stage with so many honors. But the devil wants to stop my son and our progress way before. You see what I'm saying? With me, he's filling me with fear and, oh, they're going to do this to my son. No, God stepped in. Like he said he was going to do. And stepped in it right on time. Not only that. They used him in the graduation so many times. If it wasn't for my son. That graduation. Um, what was the celebration. Would not have been as good. As it was because of my son. And I thank God. Because he, he, he just. He just that whole day. He was just gossiping. Now look at your son. Did not I tell you he was going to graduate. I told you. Don't worry about what they were going to do. He said, I told you. He said, look at him going across the, across the stage with honor. And look at him. They can't even have this ceremony without him because he's a part of everything that that ceremony uh, was putting on. He done it. He brought it. He kept the audience together. He, he did everything to make that ceremony a wonderful ceremony. I mean, he played a good toy. He went in there. He did some dances. He did everywhere he go. Daniel was always on top of everything. Or he's the almost the main person in the, in the shows or whatever he goes to do. So I thank God for bringing my son out. I thank God because they was trying to get rid of him. But God was staying. He said my word would not come back to me, Lord. And he told me. I'm going to make him graduate. And I'm going to bring him through. And he done that. Not only that, he healed him all the way around from that condition. He had no more spiral seizure. His, his activities had ceased. He, he was no more uh, overreact, you know, overactive. 
he just come all the way down with just a new, a new, uh, just a new person. And I thank God for doing that, you know, and for taking him through the, his um, teenager years and and all that when all the odds were stacked up against him. But God got ways to unstack those stack that is against you. So if you may have a child that's overreactive, you know, just overactive. And sometimes, I don't know, sometimes what would work. Maybe the medication would work. I don't know. You know, sometimes I can tell you, sometimes God just want to heal you naturally. And some things you just have to go through. And you know what? And I just thank God for walking me through that part of my life with my son. And he came out all right. And I just thank God. So uh, he just a blessing to me. He's been a blessing from day one, him and my daughter. Never have any trouble out of my daughter. I just, she was just an easy raid, you know, but it was always around my son. And so I thank God that, you know, he's still here in the land of the living. He's not dealing with those uh, six spells anymore. And he just, he just a wonderful son. I thank God they all grown up. And I appreciate it for the growth and the growing pains that I had to go through. But you know what? God knows what to do. Just put it in his hand. Talk to him. And he said, you know, this podcast is all about religion. It's all about sharing your story. It's all about telling you how the end of the uh, story came out and you came out on top. That's why I want to share it because somebody's out there going through what I've already been through. So if I can encourage you, hang on tight and seek the Lord's faith, it's going to come out right on your end. I'm telling you, like it came out good on my end, it's going to come out even much better on your end. So this is going to be the end of the podcast, and I'm going to have probably another person come on a little bit later. So I appreciate you stopping by and sitting with me. I forgot to tell you to grab your coffee, your tea, or maybe a sandwich or two. Just come in and listen to the story. Because I guarantee what's going to be said will help you on your way. And so don't forget to download that uh, um, the app. Uh, learn how to build your own podcast. Uh, it's just a wonderful thing to learn and to get into it. You're going to like it. You're going to like it every day. The more I get on I'm hoping to get better and, and to reach somebody's uh, household and reach somebody's life, touch somebody's life through this podcast. God bless you, and we'll meet up again. I'll talk to you later. God bless. Bye. Well, here we are again. Welcome to Mama G's house. want to thank you for tuning in. And we do have a a guest uh, that would be with us today, and I'm glad to have her. She's on before, and we're going to let her talk about what she want to talk about. And I just want to welcome each and every one of you guys and want to say grab you some coffee, grab you some tea, uh, grab you some juice, whatever you want. Uh, Bring you a sandwich along and just sit down and and, and let us share our story with you. And we hopefully that uh, you will contact us that you can share your story because somebody needs to hear what you got to say. And we just want to uh, welcome each and every one and let you all know that you're important to us. Your story is important to us. You can come on and, and share the platform with us. Uh, you can want, may want to share a testimony or just a story or just something good that happened throughout the day in your life. 
And so it's important. Somebody needs to hear what you got to say. And you never know who you're going to help along the way. And while we are on our podcast, we wanted to uh, uh, talk about Anchor. Anchor is a good app to download. And if you want to start your podcast or start your business, try it with Anchor. You will love it. It's a one, two, three step. You got it. It is very simple. And you will enjoy the app and get your podcast started. And we also have some house rules that once a person come on and wants to give their uh, testimony or story, we want you to make sure that your story is true. We want to make sure that your story is you, uh, not about uh, somebody else's story, because we don't want anything to come out of this that was said wrong. So it's best for you to share your own personal story with us and and therefore we will um, be in the right area to uh, uh, launch this podcast because we don't want any other feedback and we do require each and every person to keep it clean and because we never know who's listening maybe a, a, a youngster um, going through something that happened to run across this podcast so we want to be encouraged to all ages so we're going to uh, also we're going to be talking about different uh, health situation uh, how to handle different uh, things in our health so uh, this podcast is going to bring on a whole new uh, line of uh, ideas and things to talk about so it can help us all you know uh either we're going to talk about cancer or diabetes sometimes so everything just tune in you never know what's going to come on so i'm gonna get ready to um let you speak with skyla and skyla we're gonna introduce you again and you come on the way you want to come on and talk about uh what you want to talk about and we thank you for coming on again so welcome miss skyla uh I'll let you do your own introduction, and here you here we are. Well, hello, everyone. My name is Skyla, and those who probably wasn't in the, uh, the broadcast before when I was there, i just let y'all know my name is Skyla. I am, right now, I have graduated in 2020. I am going on to be in college right now as of 2022, so I just want to talk some things to A lot of those who are going into school or those who are in high school, and I wanted to just let everyone know some encouraging words, some words to help you along the way. And the things I want to tell you is, you know, even though you're starting off in school or even in the middle school, it's never too late to let your light shine. Don't hide away from what God's talent gave you. And I'm religious, but I know there's others that are not religious, but just don't hide away from what talents you know you haven't stored in you. If it's something with music, then when they have talent shows, light up the room, show them your best because you don't know there's a lot of people that's looking at you. And I mean, there could be people that could give you a full ride scholarship to colleges people who watches your behaviors so when you use your talents when you use things that you know you are gifted and you know you're gifted or don't even know you gifted you have teachers you have you have friends and family if you don't have that you always got outside organizations that you can trust on that can help you get from day to day mm-hmm. I just want to give y'all a little story about me when I was in high school 
I was in East High School, if a lot of y'all are not in Kansas City area or in the Missouri area. Most people in Missouri, especially around Kansas City, knows where East, East High School is. And those who probably in other states who probably used to have been in Kansas City will know what East who is know East High School is at. So when I was at East High School, I started my freshman year off there. And just to let you know, starting my freshman year out at East High School, I was scared. I'm not gonna lie, getting out of eighth grade heading on to ninth grade. And then me being like someone that doesn't really talk much. And I didn't hang around with everybody. I know there was a lot of people who had more friends than I did, who was a little more in the popular field than I am. So every time I went to like talent shows and stuff at the high school when I first started off, they had all the people that was well, you know, a lot of people that was in middle school that was well known. They'll dance, show off, sing, do whatever they got to do. And I used to be the nervous person. I used to feel like, that with my you know I had the gift of talking and I felt like my gift and my leadership skills wasn't gonna make it out in high school people wasn't gonna see it I didn't even think any leadership was gonna see it but I ended up going into a different school due to some changes in my east uh, east high school and I had to go to a different school and I ended up going to northeast high school and when I went into Northeast High School, the atmosphere was a little bit different from East High School. You know, I felt like I could have more of an opportunity there. People could actually, they take a lot of things seriously at the school. When they see dreams, they'll let you let it happen. They'll let it, um, they'll let you use it in the way you want to use it. And for me personally, I didn't think I could show myself. I was just that shy person. I didn't think my gift would be ever notified out there and being noticed and I ended up you know like I said those who ain't religious I am religious so don't take any offense don't get upset but I am religious so you know I talk to God and when I talk to God I always you know me and my family would talk to God and pray because I wanted to go to a school where I could feel like I can not fit in, but I could feel like I can actually open my wings and people will start seeing and me being different. I wanted uh, to be in a school where I know that it'd be okay for me to open my wings without feeling like people got to judge me so much. And I know a lot of people feel like that. A lot of high schoolers, even those who are in college, you know, even though I'm talking about high school, there's people who are in school, no matter what age you're in, that's going through similar stuff as me right now. So for me, when I went in, when I decided after talking to God and getting some encouragement from friends and family, I went into school and I started joining certain activities. I was in JROTC. Every time I was in the library, anytime the library has something, a show or something performing, I always ask them, can I be part of it or to help out in it? And they let me. And I always wanted to join certain activities in the school, even though I had another activity outside of school. It was called Upward Bound. I don't know if a lot of people, no matter what state you're in, probably have that type of program or something similar to it. 
but I was in a up I was an upward bound but even in upward bound I was also in school trying to do my best pass all my classes trying to get good grades the best I can and yes it is a struggle trying to pass all your classes but I also join activities to let people know you know I'm more than just a a person who's going in and out of school I'm a person who actually wants to get involved in school whether I'm in the school or not and when people started seeing that I'm a person who don't mind getting involved someone who don't mind um taking the experience and enjoying what they have to offer when they had spirit weeks um for most states I don't know if y'all have those spirit week is basically they have a you know it's a week where they tell you to dress up a certain way throughout each day of that week. And for me, I liked it to dress up and support the school. Let them know I'm, I'm a supporter. And the school started recognizing. And they recognized me because the fact I was being unique. I was being different. I had kids that I was friends with that wasn't acting nowhere near like me. Made have had the best grades. But I tell y'all this, at the end of the day, after I graduate high school, even though I had friends who had better grades than me, none of them will remember them the way they remember me. And because the fact I set myself as different and I stand out different from the crowd, everybody wanted to go a certain way, wanted their populated based off of friends, but they didn't understand this. Because I stand it out in the way that even teachers and principals can see me as. They could support me in a lot of things that I put my mind into. I came into, and recently this year, I came back to visit the school after graduating in 2020. And I didn't even know they had one of the pictures of me in my graduation right out there on side of their attendance line, outside the attendance wall. They had it all around the area, and I was just like, why I really did make some type of change here in the school, even when I feel like I didn't. But the fact that they seen the fact that I worked hard and actually did something in that school, it made absolutely the world to me. And the encouraging word, like I was saying to everybody, don't be afraid to let your light shine. And I also want to just talk about how I got accepted um, to college. I got accepted to this college, and I didn't even know they recognized me. And this college that I will tell you is called Oral Roberts University. If a lot of people who don't know about it, I know there's some Oklahoma people um, probably out there who knows about um, Oral Roberts University. It's a Christian school. And I prayed to God because I wanted to be in a Christian school because I didn't know what school I wanted to go to when I graduated. And I said I was gonna take up like a, I wanted to go into a, I wanted to go into like a two year, get my associate's degree, but I wanted to go to a main school, but I wanted to be in a Christian school. I wanted to be somewhere where I can feel fit in with the rest of, you know, who I am. And I didn't even know my, my senior year, I got a scholarship to go into Oral Roberts University. I had the Golden Eagle status. And I was like, what is this school? I ain't never heard of this school. I never applied for this school or anything. And I did research on them and found out it was a Christian school. And in my mind, I was so grateful because I had to thank God about it. Because 
I prayed about me going to a school like that. And the fact that he got me to a school and got me interested and stuck onto the school that fit my needs as an individual. That's why I just had to thank God for it. And even though those who are ain't religious, y'all could consider it as good karma. You know, when you do things, um, when you do good, good things come to you. You know, there's always a saying, no matter what the older folks will say, is what goes around comes around. So when you do good out there, when you make yourself noticeable, when you let your light shine, people seize that. And when they see that, you don't know. People will look into them and be like, you know what, there's something about this person. It's something about this female or this male that I just feel like they should join my school or I want them to join my job or be something. I feel like they could be a great aspect in my in my life or in a company's life. I want them to be the best role model. And they will pick you. You wouldn't even know it. And that's the thing that you have to understand. Being yourself, don't. Don't be sad about being yourself. Don't be scared. Because people seize that. And people, and the thing is, even in school, in college or high school, people will see it and not only just see it, people will admire you for it. That I could tell you right now, still to this day, there is so many people out here who could have the best grades and still the teachers wouldn't even recognize them or remember them the way that they remember somebody who's been active, who always was there when they needed them to plan stuff. There's always a good thing about being active in your own community. People will see those things. And they will remember you longer than somebody who was just there just to be there. They, Even though they might have worked hard in the community, but those who left the impact, they'll never forget the person who left the real impact in the community. So I just want to let everybody know that um, if y'all didn't remember, I did used to have a speech impediment. And even though I'm able to speak now, I want everybody to know I was able to also speak in public. And I I spoke for an organization in school. When I was in school, I think it was around my junior senior year. I know it was a, my, my, my story might be a little bit everywhere, but I just want everybody to know the examples of what I did as a being part of doing activities and being part of the community, no matter where it is. When I was in school, they asked me to be part of an organization, uh, to speak in front of an organization. Now, y'all might think, oh, it's maybe for the friend of the school. I was speaking with other schools in that organization. There was other people that was outside the school that came into the school to see three speakers that day. And I happened to be one of them they asked to speak. And out of and I spoke my word and a lot of them said I and out of all the speakers they told me I'm the one who spoke the clearest. They understood me. And they actually liked the impact I left at the school. And the fact that I made that type of an impact where a school don't even mind helping me out whenever I need it or don't even mind supporting me and whatever I put my mind into, it's a, it's a blessing. It's good karma. It's a good thing because now you know that you can leave an impact. And 
I'm going to end up closing what my story is. But the more of my story is to let you know is you always let your light shine. Make a great impact no matter what your situation is. You might think that you could get, you might think that you're too afraid or you want to give up. Leave an impact because people sees your impact and they want you to let your light shine. They want you to be the best of you. Even when you don't think it. And also one big one big key factor with letting your light shine, you got to understand the friends that you have. Be careful with the friends that you have. Be careful with the people that you hang around with because they could also affect you from just letting your light shine as well. And I know that you might see your friends doing this and that, but if your light, if your gift is something else, Sometimes you can't follow what their what their ideals are. Follow your dreams. Follow what makes you a person. Amen. Amen. And I have one scripture I want to leave out for everyone as I'm closing out my story and let people know my favorite scripture. I always take with me no matter where uh, since I was little, and I still remember it to this day. Second Corinthians five seventeen. And it says, if, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Behold, all things has passed away. And behold, all things become new. So sit on this scripture for those who are religious and those who are not. If you haven't been a religious person a day of your life, just sit on the fact. And I could do another uh I could do another saying, another quote. Even if you're not a religious person, Muhammad Ali once said, don't count the days, make your days count. And you live by that every day. Live by each of those things every day. And I just wanted to let y'all know, I want all y'all to stay safe. And I appreciate y'all for listening to my story. And I hope it encouraged each and every last one of y'all. Wonderful, wonderful. I couldn't have said it better than that. We want to thank you for coming on and sharing uh, another powerful story because I know this story and the other story before impacted somebody's life. And so we're going to end it here and want to thank you for stopping by and, uh, you know, coming over and sharing what you have to say because somebody needs that encouragement, I guarantee. And so uh, at the end of the day, what have you learned? What have you gained? Who made uh, impact in your life? Somebody out there is meant for you to hear their story so you can arise above wherever you're going through. You know, this too shall pass. You know, we all go through struggles in life. We all make choices. Sometimes we all miss the mark. But yet and still, don't... Uh, don't stop dreaming. Don't stop reaching for the best that you can be. And my motto is all the time, be careful who you talk about. Be careful the things you say because you never know who got the next blessing in their hand. And it's your blessing. You never know who got the next key to your future. So, you know, be kind to everybody you meet. Talk the right things. Don't be uh, caught saying things that you're going to regret later down the road. So God bless you. We're going to meet up again. Peace out. Bye.